Welcome to Nerd Escape Podcast. Let's party. Woo. <laughs> I'm your host, Cami, And I'm your other host, Jablar. We love a good tune. Yeah. Makes me shoulder dance every time. <laughs> Do a little jig. Uh, uh, uh. But yes, it is episode two. We're going to get down. Yeah. Uh, welcome. I hope you've listened to the first episode. We just introduced ourselves there. We're going to jump in to underrated and overlooked titles right now. Yep. Hope you're ready. So today we are reviewing God Shaper by Simon Spurrer, as well as an illustrator named Jonas Goonface. What a name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Jonas Goonface. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is a strange, unique story. The first issue I read just popped right off the pages. Simon Spurrier, uh, I'm just learning some of his titles that I've been reading through. He's a British writer. Uh, for all you writers out there who want to be writers, this guy was a cook, he was a bookseller, he was an art director for BBC before he started writing for comics. Um, for through the grapevine, he's doing TV series stuff, and he also has some of my favorite titles he's wrote, uh, Coda. Uh, this isn't about Coda, but God damn it, that comic book's really great too. <laughs> uh, I won't go too deep on that one because maybe we'll make it to an episode one day, yeah. but he is making some really good stuff. Me and uh, Camille are actually read, reading the single issues of Alienated, which oh, is a yeah. very strange story as well. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, also, you can take away the artist. Yeah. Information on Jonas Goonface. So, Sir Goonface, uh, <laughs> he's currently residing in Minnesota. He um, he does a lot of artwork. So, if you find his Tumblr or his IG, and we'll probably leave it in the notes, the show notes. But that is where he posts a lot of his art. And he's only, from what I've reviewed, is he's only done art for God Shaper. So, I mean, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. And the colors just, he did so well with everything he illustrated. So I'm super excited to dive into this comic. Yes. We wanted to find more stuff that Goonface did. Yeah. But we only find God Shaper. And he does a lot of artwork on... Uh, IG and on Tumblr. You also check him out. He's just cool punk dude. Yeah. Tattoos everywhere. He does like he draws himself a lot and draws weird characters. Uh, but yes, we're gonna dive right into this. God Shaper. I collected the single issues when it first started coming out. Uh, I actually have two of this, the first issues that I knew was like this is just beautiful. And then we bought the volume. I read it again. Cami read it, and yeah, we just, we love this story. Yeah. Um, setting. We're going to start off with that. So it's in 1958, the power or the common phenomenon of electricity or ignitions. It's basically fire, the magic of fire that pretty much got humans through the Stone Age and through life basically and evolved us just stops working. So imagine just our combustible engines don't work anymore. That's scary. Like, how do we live then? So this happened in 1958. The setting of the story is in 2017, whenever this came out, and people have a new way of living. It's very, very strange. Um, they have gods, and it sounds weird, but <laughs> it's kind of like Pokemon in a way, where they have like a little person next to them who reflects who they are. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the story, it explains that pretty well, that say you're a cameraman, your god will have an eyeball that takes pictures and prints out stuff. 
uh, say you're you're a snow cone maker. Your god will make snow cones, and they're in the first scene. It's like very circus. Like he comes to like basically this opening where all these people are selling stuff in a market, and there's just so many different little gods, and they do so many different little things. And the characters of God Shapers are godless people. Uh, these are very rare, and there's a reason why you become godless. But you are basically looked down upon in society if you're godless. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cruel how they treat the main character who's the godless person. But the people who have gods use him because he can shape their gods with his hands. So the god shaper will come into your town and be like, God shaper, 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 you know, kind of like sell on a soapbox. And people want to modify their gods for different things. He can literally just dig into them and change their powers. And like, if you want like an upgrade or something. So a very strange concept of the setting. God shapers are treated very poorly in the society. They're spit on, they're scoffed at. Uh, they can't even come into a town twice. And, you know, they can't come, they can't come to a town back to back. So if they go to a town, they got to get the hell out of there and not be seen again. They're kind of living in the shadows. Um, God shapers are shown the back door. Um, an analog to not being worthy in this, in our world, kind of, there's some analogs here and we'll get into that more. There is a religious aspect of this. Of course, the word God, which is kind of intrigued me to the title. If you're going to take on, put God in your title, you got to have a pretty, you know, good concept if you're going to go somewhere. Yeah. And Cammy's going to run that through with y'all. So, I, when I was reading it, I just thought it was so interesting seeing the different um, things that really correlated with what's happening now. I was like, holy cow, this is crazy. So, one of the big things for me um, that I noticed is so, whenever you're, you, the human, is three years old, that's when your god appears. And so, you kind of have something similar to like a Bart Smith's. A ba Bart's mitzvah, or like I a never, quinceanera. I suck at saying that word too. <laughs> um, mitzvah. And so you, or like a ska mitzvah, am I right? Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> How to get that in there. Uh, so something similar to a Bart's mitzvah, a quinceanera, where you have all your family and friends there. And so the one way to like activate your god because if you don't activate your god, it disappears. And then guess what? You become godless. AKA you get kick to the curb but how do you become godless how does your god connect to the person that's so the thing is you have to um basically collect beads from your family and friends which is also considered currency so it's like paying money to these gods in order for you to have a god which is quite interesting i was like whoa this is a different concept but it kind of correlates with religion now because um, there's also a scene in where um, these people are at a church. And so the only way that they can get to quote unquote heaven or, you know, become closer to their gods is by paying the church in these beads and these beads are going to the church gods. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting concept because even now today in a lot of Christian churches, Catholicism, churches are they want you to pay money because it's your way of giving back to god and giving back to the community um paying tribute if you will yeah and so i have feelings on that but we won't talk about that but i really thought that religious aspect was really cool um showcasing kind of how our system works and how it works in this 
and even the system of the uh, bead system is what they use. Mm -hmm. So to there's no money involved in anything anymore. Right. So you have your god, and say you want to buy a pitcher, uh, the guy's gonna be like, well, it's gonna be cost this much beads. And so once you agree on a price to pay the guy, you you and your god literally start praying, and then basically it's a power of belief almost, and the, the beads transfer from your god to over to their god. Right. And there's a little like meter on the god like a little i guess a little window you can see the amount of beads they have right and it's also a measure to society how many beads you have right because uh bigger people who are more powerful and you know rich and elite they'll have big huge gods yeah and a lot of beads and that kind of goes into like different characters like there's criminals in this there's like underground people and we're not we're, our goal here is not to spoil things we want you to hear the rim of everything the idea and yeah. then go out and experience this absolutely yeah and like we would love it if you read it and told us what you think about it um for future concepts we're going to try to plug in what we're going to review next just for our listeners yeah next on this realm we are going to talk about characters we're just going to give a brief character description uh the main character is inne yeah inne yeah spelled e-n-n-y and I believe in the comic book, N.A. tells someone, like, it's pronounced like this. Yeah. Like, he's quite the character. Really? He um, He has an old school look. Most people in this story, they look like they're still from 1960s because the power went out in 1958. Mm -hmm. And no one knows why. They just don't. So everyone wears kind of like the ragtimey stuff. But how would you explain how he looks? Like, he has like a, he has like a vagabond kind of look. Like Yeah, like, he's a traveler, like. That's what he looks like. But he has like a really cool style. It's a, it's comes off very well. He has an old school rag tag, 1960s vintage look. Um, he's considered to be dressed poorly based on God customers. They're always talking about like, maybe they're just talking down to him, I guess. Um, I guess because some of his clothes have like holes in them and he's yeah. wearing like old Converse or whatever. He goes town to town and he's a God shaper. So he basically gets on his little soapbox and goes shaper, shaper, shaper. And as he's doing that, like people were like talking directly to him, talking like crap to him. And it's like, okay, you know, he has to take it. Um, but after he shapes and does all that thing, all the things he does, he's also kind of a small little rock star. He goes basically at night, the town he leaves, he'll find like an old barn or like some old rundown club and he'll, he'll play his ukulele and just rock out. Other characters, why don't you describe a little bit about Bud? So Bud is this kind of, he's a god, and he is kind of like a loner god, but he is like good pals with Ana. So he's just this really loving character that just, I mean, when you see him, you're like, this thing is adorable. How do I get one of my own? <laughs> and so he, you know, is traveling with N.A. and really kind of bonding with N.A. as they go about, you know, his shaping business. So basically, Bud definitely stays in the shadows. It, like, whenever N.A. is going to do his shaping business he tries to keep bud kind of you know very secret he doesn't want people to know that he has a god because technically bud is not his god at all um except when it's convenient correct because they look down on god shapers so if he doesn't want to seem like he's a god shaper he'll act like bud is his god right but 
Bud doesn't have a person and N.A. doesn't have a God. Right. So they're kind of in it together. Yeah. And I love like you'll see that they are best buds. Mm -hmm. And Bud also it looks like if you threw a sheet over your head, a white sheet and cut out like nose holes and like the ghost holes. He looks like a ghost. He looks like that. A bone ghost. And he loves his hats. He does. He loves his hats. He does. I forgot what they called it in the comic book. He's uh, headwear. Headwear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he is quite cute. But I think the strong part is you'll see Bud and NA's relationship. They always got each other's backs. Yeah. If one of them's angry about something, the other one will check each other. And it's funny because Bud doesn't really, he doesn't talk at all. So it's usually just like gestures and the right. way he like shapes his face. And there's some other characters. It, they they kind of show you the levels of society. Like Smudge is an ex-military person. And basically he lost everything. And you kind of see what happens to the person and to the God when you lose stuff. It's a sheep. She, he, she, Smudge. Are you sure? Yes. We don't want to give away too much on the characters. There's some bad guys who like to steal beads. Yep. There's also, with the faction, with the issue that God Shapers are treated poorly in society, there's also the underbelly that's really, what would you describe it? Oh. It's kind of like what we're dealing with today in yeah, our world. It's, and I think Simon Spurrier ran with it. Yeah. And he does it very well. Definitely kind of the climate that we've got going on in this hot 2020. It's not a it's not even a good chili. It's like <laughs> it's like hot steaming concrete that hasn't set yet. Just how basically if God shapers are if God shapers are hated so much by mostly everyone and they're looked down upon, there's going to be an underbelly of people who take it way too far. Yeah. And you'll see that part of it. You know, we're talking hoods on heads and assholes who want to like purify everything. Yep. So you have quite a few enemies that they got to deal with. Yeah. And basically Bud and NA are just trying to like mind their business. Yeah. Honestly, they really are. They really are. And they're getting involved. Uh, Cause some God shapers for their abilities are uh, what's the word? Some God shapers with their ability are extorted. Yes. Yes. They are used by people to do things that yeah. they don't want to do, commit crimes. That's it with the characters. We don't want to spoil too much for you. We are going to talk about Cantic. Cantic is a term that I think Simon Spear just totally made up. Yeah. Like I, we haven't mm -hmm. looked up the word or anything. Uh, but after, I think I briefly said earlier, after, after Renee leaves a town, after he does God shaping, he'll find an abandoned barn or he'll find something, you know, out in the boonies and he does a show and it's it took a while to for us to understand what cantic means basically if you have a god your god's gonna be your instruments it's gonna like make beautiful sounds for you because it's connected to you uh, na doesn't have a god so he has to make music himself it's a place for na to sing and speak spoken word if you will without a god for him is not needing holy harmonies no superpower pop no God as guitar, as we don't get off on that godly groove. What we play, we play with our mouths and our hands and our hearts. So it's like we play music like that today, like everyone does that. But whenever this world you have gods, they pretty much do everything for you. Like they really do in yeah. society. Um, he's in a, he's one seriously unholy racket. In a likes to party. Yeah, he does. Um, after his concerts. There's usually some good, colorful scenes of Inay just going around the whole bar, 
making out with somebody, mm-hmm. stealing a drink from somebody, yep. going into a bathroom with somebody. It doesn't matter, male, female, whatever gender, he's just, he's there to party. He is free. Yeah. And it's almost in a term, like a good way of term of using the term godless. Like everyone has like their morals and like what they want to do. And A is taking people in the bathroom, coming out with, you know, they're wearing different shirts. And that's just how it is. Um, he is quite the partier, and especially when he's getting, you know, having a little fun. That's when, like, Bud kind of checks him, like, hey, dude, like, you need to calm down. Right. And so it gets him into some trouble sometimes. Sometimes he wakes up with a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty interesting. There is another term called Vespers, and we're not going to go too deep in it. We would love if readers read God Shaper and they got their own explanation of what they think Cantic is and what they think Vespers is. That's why I like this book a lot because it kind of leaves it up to the reader's judgment right. on a lot of things, yeah. which I'm cool with on most things. Some people don't like endings like that or they don't like, right. you know, thinking out that realm, but yeah. sometimes it's like that. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. So, time to get in a little Q&A between me and Cammie. No, I said it before, we are not trying to give away too much on this. As hard as it is, we're going to try to dance around the setting of everything. Yeah. But maybe our answers will give a little more insight. We want to tickle your brain. We yeah. want to make you go, whoa, this is, sounds interesting, and go buy it yourself. <laughs> you know, in no way we're trying to promote comic book sales. We're trying to promote comic book ideas. Yeah. And like, like I said, underrated, overlooked. We love these stories, mm-hmm. and these are stories that I wish people, it was more spread out, right. and they got more appreciation. So we're gonna jump into a Q and A. Yes. Cami, be the maestro. Uh, hello, me Rock the and maestro. 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 Hello. Also, shout out shout to, my, to mom. my mom. She said, watch your watch profanity. profanity. Watch your profanity. <laughs> Okay, so a question numero uno. Oh, God. So what was the first thing that grabbed your attention while reading? As little Jablar was walking through the comic book store, I saw the first issue cover of God Shaper and the artwork, it just popped off the page. Like, shout out to Jonas Goonface. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's, and I mean, even the volume has like a little reflectiveness on it and that adds to it. And it's amazing artwork. Yeah. I saw the, that's one thing for me when I pick up a comic book, someone could mention a comic book to me or someone's like recommended by the guy who works here. Mm-hmm. And if the artwork just doesn't speak to me, if it doesn't slap, it doesn't slap. I just can't roll with it. <laughs> and also with that, uh, with these independent, oh, we've got to mention it's from Boom Studio. Yes, Boom Studios. Boom, shout out. Um, they don't have advertisements in their comic books. Yeah. Which you know may make it harder for them, to, you know, to get money. How these big corp, big corporate ones. It rhymes with Marvel and you know ZZ DC, whatever. Marvel <laughs> and D, Marvel and DC. I've read those comic books. Small rant. As you're in the middle of a good story, oh, here's an ad for some toys. Oh, here's an ad for this. I love Boom Studio and I like Image. I like Dark Horse. It's just thick, nice, lovely darlings of a comic book that just have great artwork in it. And they're just thick. They're little they're little monsters and I love it. It'll take some time to get through a comic book and that's great for me. You know, it, it pulls you into the story 
you don't want to be pulled into a story and then you flip a page and there's an ad in there. Right. But yes, the I'd say the artwork just popped off. And then the fact that the name was God Shaper, it just thought, thought to me, I thought I had a really good potential of an idea that really needed... I had, to, I had to know what it was. Right. And plus, they made their own little logos, like their own little God Shaper, like, I guess, symbols. And it's really cool. Yeah. So I, I thought it was going to be a unique, one-of-a-kind idea, and that's what I went for it. Yeah. That's what sweet. about you? What, so, uh, what was the first thing that grabbed you while reading this? So while I was reading it, honestly, the first, I think the first page or two, because I felt like I was reading a movie like I legitimately felt like I was in a movie just the way that the animation was spaced out and just how they were really flowing into okay here we are setting up the scene this is what's going on I was just like am I watching a movie or am I reading a comic so I thought that was really cool because as soon as I started reading I was like this would be perfect on tv um it would be perfect to you know because, I mean, a TV show would be great of this. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so good. So I think that was really what pulled me in. It's just how easily readable it was, as well as just how poignant everything was on the page. And that's very important to transitions in a comic book, because I've seen people try to pull off acrobatic backflips in comic books. And I'm like, wait, how did they do that? Right. <laughs> it's like, how did we get from here to there so quickly? Frame to frame, because I believe every square in a comic book is like a little art piece. Absolutely. And man, like Jonas Goonface brought it. Just I just really just bright colors. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Next question. All right. What is your perspective of Cantic? I think it's about just for people who are godless, they are treated so lowly in society. It's a way to just get all that stress off, you know? Right. That is, this is the analogy to what black Americans are going through in a way. In a way, yeah. And I think you would agree that surprisingly, British Simon Spear did a really good job of kind of throwing that analogy in there. I think so too. And I think. I even as a Brit, I think he can probably attest to, you know, uh, black people being treated the same way. The whole world's experience. Yeah. That right now. And with that, I feel like Cantic and I think of that and so how back in the day, blue songs and how like, even to the civil rights movement, people say like Sam Cooke. Right. Whenever in blue songs, they go, oh, my baby treated me so bad. They're mm -hmm. talking about the piece of shit people who are treating them so bad. Yeah. And I feel like Cantic, honestly, he doesn't even code it. He just comes after you and being like, we're godless. We don't need that gaudy crap. You know, we, we play with our mouth. We play with our hands. I actually play my instrument. Like godless people are actually skilled. They work hard. Right. And for people who are God, have gods, people who have gods, they have their gods to do everything for them. Like setting up dinner, just, you know, washing the dishes, you know, if you're an accountant like Cammy, I'm sure you know she'd have her god on Excel just wrapping up all the reports. Do my reports for me. <laughs> but yes, I think Cantic is just a very freedom way of just saying who you are as a godless person and just letting go without repercussions of you know society coming down on you. Yeah, and I mean I agree with you there. I think Cantic is definitely kind of the space to be like F society, like this is what's going on. And I think it's a really good way for each of these people to just kind of be and live and just kind of 
exist in their own space. And I mean, think about it now. It's it to me. It feels like punk. When punk was really coming out, it was a lot of you know young kids who were just like, you know, I'm sick of the pop music. I'm sick of no one listening to me. So I'm just gonna make some really heavy stuff. Really sing my heart out. Really play this guitar hard. Play those drums till there are no more drums left and it's just really that way of expressing themselves and i mean it just cantic is resonating with a lot of the people who are in the crowd it's like punk it's the punk of this world and with punk also they very strong on screw society yes. and it's you know mainstream just mainstream beliefs that brings anyone down yeah and everyone who's at the cantic concert seems to be having a really good time yeah. like they're dancing and there's times where the characters in the crowd seem to be just staring at him yeah that's when you know a show is good uh you know when something revolutionary has happened mm -hmm. people stop dancing and just watch you yeah. know and cantic is an important role in the whole story up until the end which you should see <laughs> you should read with your own eyes yeah or, you know, see with your eyes read with your mind <laughs> next question uh so how do you say question in french question next question yeah question uh, we're learning french trying to <laughs> i downloaded question. that app <laughs> question toi um who's your favorite character i think we're gonna agree on this yeah it's bud it's definitely bud he is just so simply cute yeah like innocence and just the relationship between Na and Bud, it's like I feel their friendship very strongly. Right. Like if something's happening to Bud, like Na would be like, "Hey, yo, chill out." And if something's happened to Na, he'll like you know hold it down for him. Right. And they have some really cool special moves. They really do. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say they do their special move, and it takes up two pages. Okay. Love they it. rock and roll. They get down spiritually they become one it's really cool it's great but yes bud is our favorite character yeah it's there's really good even the bad characters yeah have some flavor to them that are intriguing let me tell you like i almost picked the bad guy and i was just like no buds but the best yeah those bad guys they really pissed me off so i was like <laughs> i hate this so they're crooked much. i mean i i think characters who are well written you're able to you know if it's a bad guy like you hate the bad guy and i think all the characters in this comic, they were just done so splendidly. I can't even give it enough like praise how good the characters are in this comic. And I'll say issue to issue with that, like they keep you wanting more. Yeah. Like when you end it, you're like, oh, like I have to figure out what happened to them. Like it's mm -hmm. like some cliffhangers there, you know, and you got to learn about something new. Right. And it's just interesting. There's so many interesting ideas in this comic book that it kind of takes a while to absorb because it's just it's new it's like it's radical yeah literally radical the term radical is just it's radical. could scare people <laughs> <laughs> all right question four would you rather be godless or have a god Whew, this was a hard one <laughs> i would have a god just because i've been godless for a long <laughs> <laughs> like, i have my own gods my own beliefs uh, but in this world, if your god is literally just like kind of your Pokemon, but you're not really doing battles, this, this god just does anything that you extend from. So for me, you know, my hobbies, my work, you know, it would pretty much extend that and help me do that. 
I would go God just to, just to have it. That would be really awesome. You know, that's kind of, oh, that's so hard. It's hard. I don't know. Um, because if I were to quote unquote, like base things off of like me living right now, I technically be a godless person kind of, but I don't know. I think I'm going to go God. Why not? Godless people have cool things in this. Like Kansik seems really cool. Like he seems in those moments when he's on stage and a, he's like in power. Yeah. And everyone's staring at him. But the thing is, like, you're still treated poorly. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my thing. I'm like, well, being godless, yeah. you're treated poorly, period. So I was like, do I really want to go through that again? Some of the godless characters were, like, sleeping under a train track. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're pretty much, they're constantly on the move. Very, very mobile. Okay. So we both want gods. We both want gods. See how it is. Yeah. But we would have gods and we would be really nice to godless people. Precisely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we think. <laughs> I would. I don't know about you. I would. <laughs> don't put me in that box. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Question five. If you have a god, what would its function be and what color? Conjunction, mm. function? Its functions would be an extension of what I do, uh, hobby-wise and work-wise. So... For instance, I would say maybe some mics, you know, he, maybe he can form a mic out of his body. Yeah. Uh, a chemistry set, since I'm a scientist and I like chemistry. Um, and my main goal in life, as it would relate to this, is, is learning. I just want to learn knowledge. I like to read because if it's a novel story that someone just wrote in fiction, I like nonfiction. I would want access to knowledge and maybe even skills. So you know how Neo from the Matrix like plugs in and he knows karate really fast? Yes. He knows how to operate a helicopter? Yes. Maybe not that fast, but I would want maybe my god to make like a simulation for me. Right. Almost like a Midnight Gossip. Remember that? He like puts his head into the simulator. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yes. Maybe, maybe not that extreme of a way, right. but if I'm like, hey, I want to learn to fly a plane. And then it'd be like, hey, I'm a plane now. Yeah. So basically, I just want him to do everything. Okay. <laughs> and the color... I said, I was thinking chameleon, but mm -hmm. I think it would be really cool if he was like, he looked like space and there was just like stars everywhere. Like a galaxy. Yes. Okay. That would be great. Nice. What about you? What would your God do? What color? So I would probably have some type of like neutral color to my God. What's a neutral color? Neutral color. So like khaki. Your greens, your yellows. Would you want it just primary or do you want some white mixed in there? Some... Not very primary. So maybe like a mustard yellow or like an evergreen. I could see that walking next to you. Yeah, something terracotta. I don't know what terracotta looks like. It's orange. It's like a reddish orange. Isn't there terracotta it's pie? It's like rust. Terracotta pie? Yeah. There's a song by System of a Down. Terracotta pie. Terracotta well, pie. I don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. I don't think there's a such thing as a terracotta pie. Maybe rhubarb, but Ugh. not terracotta. Rhubarb's gross. Um, so, yeah, the function of my god, I think I would honestly have to say I would want it to function on the more fun side of myself. Not really help me in, like, my day-to-day -day where I'm, like, focused on accounting or, like, you know, focusing on my job or my creative side. But it's really helping me to kind of enjoy life to the fullest so when i want to relax it's helping me relax because <laughs> i can be such a like intense person when i get into the nitty-gritty of life 
So I'm like, I need something too. She wants her god to feed her grapes. No. Like a Roman no. empire, <laughs> emperor. <laughs> no. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, and honestly, yeah, it's, I guess we didn't see it. Or no, we did see it in some characters here. The god's pretty much your, your sidekick. He's yeah. your best friend. Um, even in A and Bud, like they're not connected, you know, as God and human, but yeah, they treat him as best friends. Yeah. And there's some characters who treat their gods like crap, just this like an true. owner of like a pet would, you know? And so they're kind of in the pet realm, but also is an extension of you. So if you're getting hurt, your God's going to get hurt. Um, I don't think we cleared up if, if you die, if you die, your God dies too. So you both go. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Sorry about you. Actually, no. If you die, your god has a week before it fades away. Oh, yeah. It just fades out. Gets invisible and just bye-bye. And, and then if your god dies, you go along with it. You have time still to... I think you do have you? a... Yeah, I think you have like a week time because you okay. do... I was like, though, that's intense. But okay. yeah. Yeah, so those are all our questions. Great. I think that's it. <laughs> that's going to be it. This is the Nerdscape podcast where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. Oh yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this little review of one of the gems that we love. Um, this is an incredible comic book. Yeah. And it's, it's just so strange. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if people grab this off the comic book shelf. Cause just the, the art alone, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's like, very pop but modern and has the old school flavor yeah and simon spurrier is coming up like he's coming up really well with his stories everything i've read from him is really good so if i i say if you see anything simon spurrier and if you see jonas goonface out there doing stuff pick it up like yeah. if he has art online or something it's amazing yeah it's like modern kind of has that old school 80s pop culture like you know i compare it kind of to andy warhol but it's a modern version of it if you will Yes. Yeah. That's it. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and of course Anchor. You can find us on Instagram, nerd underscore escape. And we're just getting that page up and going, but that links to our anchor page. Yep. And on Anchor, you can listen to it on that media player they have available on that site or app. But you can also connect to Spotify and or Apple music. And we'll leave it all in the show notes so it's easier for you. That's it, folks for Nerdscape Podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. Woo. And we'll see you next time. Next time. It'll be fun. Yeah. Next time on the Nerdscape Podcast, we will be briefing on... Bitter Roots. Bitter Roots, yes. an image title. Mm -hmm. uh, have not dove into this yet. I've only seen the cover, but it looks very interesting. Yep. So new things for us, new things for you. Let's get it. Peace, y'all. Bye.